Luke chapter 13, verses 22 down through to 30. We'll read those again and then we'll look at them. Let's read them. It says, And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter and shall not be able, when once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door. And ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. And he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. All right, I think let's pray again. Beginning to preach, we need to pray again. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, for the work that you've done, Lord, the work that you've done up in New Guinea. Thank you, Lord, for the missionaries that have gone before us and, and uh, paved this road that we can go and continue on, Lord. I just pray that you'll be with the people up there in New Guinea, be with us as we prepare to go back, Lord. I just pray that you'll work in the people's hearts and in their lives, Lord, and open their eyes. Uh, Lord, we just pray that you help us now as we look into your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I, I really, I like how the Lord teaches. You know, he's just straight. And, and he says, let's read there, verse 2. He went through the cities and he was teaching and he was journeying. He didn't waste his time. Whenever he was going through, whenever he was walking around everywhere, he was always busy, wasn't he? He was always busy teaching. He was always doing something. And then someone asks him a question. We don't know who it was. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, and he says, strive to enter in at the straight gate. He says, strive to enter in. That means work hard at it. You, know, you can't just expect it to happen. You can't expect it just to fall in, fall, and you just go through and accidentally go through. Oh, we went the wrong way. Uh, You've got to strive. It's a deliberate effort. Uh, we were trying to get up here from Mount Gamba the other day, and I didn't strive to take the wrong road. In fact, I was striving to take the right road and I don't even know where I went wrong. But you can imagine that there's people like this in their spiritual lives, isn't there? And that's why Jesus talks to the people like this, the Pharisees, the Jews and the religious people. They all think that they've got it under control. I thought I had it under control on Friday and then turns out that I didn't. I didn't even know I was on the wrong way. And then I didn't know what to do. What, do we go back? Which could be longer than still going you know what I mean? And, and you don't even know. And so he's telling the people to strive to enter in at the gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and not be able. Oh, you don't want to be one of those people, do you? You wouldn't want to get to the point and not be able to. We need to strive to enter in. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door. Uh, there's going to come a point where God is going to shut the door. That's a scary thought, isn't it? When, when does that happen? Oh, we don't know. 
the Lord knows when that's going to happen. When does that happen? You think about what it was like for Noah. God says, come into the ark, and Noah and his family went in the ark. And what happened when he went into the ark? God shut the door, didn't he? Did Noah shut the door? I don't know how he would have anyway. Noah was probably looking at that great big door going, when the time comes, how am I going to shut that door? Um, he probably didn't have a pulley system rigged up or have a hydraulic beep-beep button or anything like this, did he? And so he's in the ark and God shuts the door. The door is shut. It's too late. It's too late once the door is shut. And I wonder what it would have been like for the people for all of those years who had watched Noah. Watching Noah build this ark, building it and building it and building it for years and years, faithfully just going at it, and then collecting the food, and then all these animals start just walking into Noah's place. All these people would be going, whoa, I've never seen one of them before. What's that thing? Whoa, man, that's pretty interesting looking animal. I wonder what that is. And then they go in the ark, and then they're watching Noah, and, and then the door shuts. That would have been an experience, wouldn't it? That would have been a... I wonder if the people might have been at that point starting to wonder. Or, or they were just getting harder and harder. Yeah, Noah, look, he's totally gone crazy now. He's gone in the boat. You know, what was in there a week before before the rain happened? And, and then another day goes past. Yeah, Noah's still inside. Another day goes past. Yeah, Noah's still inside. Another day goes past. And you wonder what these people might have been thinking. We'll never know. And then you wonder when the flood came whether they even had time to try to get to the ark. Do you, do you, do you want to, I, I, I imagine that. I imagine that maybe if there was time, we don't know how quickly it happened. You look at um, fossils, Pastor and I were talking about fossils uh, last night, and the flood would have came so quick. You know, you get fossils of fish with fish in their mouth. And how quickly does it take a fish to eat another fish? You know, it's like... So somewhere in that time... They got covered, mud, the ground. And you can imagine that if they did have time and the rain came down and they might have had a bit of time to get to safety, they would have been running to the ark for safety because this is what Noah's been telling us about for all this time. Ah, the door's shut. There's no way in. And then it's all catastrophe, water everywhere, judgment everywhere, and it's too late. The Lord has shut the door. The Lord has shut the door, and, and it's going to come to a point sometime we don't know when the rapture is going to come and the judgment's going to come and you read through revelation and there's going to be a point where the door is shut the door is shut when the master verse 25 when the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door you know i think a lot of people stand around the door don't they young people i'm going to talk to young people in church my boys are all people who have grown up in in church been at church for all of these years the door is there and it's open and you can imagine a lot of people standing around the door couldn't you uh standing around there's the door and and but they're not entering in people aren't entering in you can imagine people up in new guinea these guys with guns you can see them they're thinking they're afraid they're scared and they come up to me afterwards i had one guy he came up to me and he chased me down i saw him i was it was market day and he was at a market here and I was going to Irafo and I saw him here and I see this guy every time I go out there, he's usually holding a shotgun. And I said, hey, you, are the guys out there at Irafo? He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, I'm going out, I'm walking out. And it's a bit of a walk out there. And then, I'm walk and then I went out there and I was coming back and this guy was in the bush 
um, there's a cutting in the road and he's up in the bush and I'm walking back and there's this guy who goes, Chris! Come running out of the bush and I'm, you know, a fair way in front of him. I'm walking along and he's like, Chris, wait! And so I stop and I wait for this guy and he comes down and he's like, oh, and he's like, I want to talk to you. This was the guy I saw at the market who's usually out there in the fight and he goes, I need to talk to you. And he, he's short of breath so he's like, I'm like, all right, well, let's just sit down and wait. And then he gets his breath together and he goes, you, you know that fight out of the market. He goes, you know who I am? He says, I'm, I'm Richie. And he goes, yeah, I've got a big nose. You know my dad, Benny? Yeah, we've got the same nose. That's what he says. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. I know your dad. And uh, he's like, yeah, okay. He goes, you know I'm involved in that fight. And he explains my mum's Zirafo, my dad's Moife, and he's kind of half related to these people. And he goes, you know those people? He said, I killed him. He confessed and he shook his head and he's scared and he's living with guilt and he's afraid of what will happen and he's, and he's living with himself and he says, I need you to forgive me. I said, I, I don't need to forgive you. I can't forgive you. God needs to forgive you. You've sinned against God. You haven't sinned against me. You need to go to God. You need, only God can forgive you for this. You can repent. And he goes, I want to come down. I want to see. He goes, but I can't at the moment. I'm drunk. And he was drunk at the time. And he, and, and he goes, when I sober up, I'll come down and see you. I said, you come down and see me. Make sure you do. And he never did. Pray for this guy. Uh, his name is Richard. I've seen him lots of times. He has been down to our house at different times. And, and uh, I talked to him on the road. And he says, I'm sorry for the trouble I've caused you. He's caused me trouble on the roads. He's held me up at different times and everything. But they're living in fear. And they're scared. And imagine being at the gate. And, and, but they're not going in. Why aren't you going in? You know the truth. You know the gospel. You're living in fear. You're living in guilt. You're living with your sin. You don't want to be there when it's too late. It's too late when the Lord shuts the door and you can't open it. When God shuts it, you can't open it. God, Noah, as much as he wanted, if there was people outside the ark going, hey, Noah, um, it's raining, can we come in? Uh, Noah would probably be trying to open the door. You could imagine it if that happened. You know, I think it all happened too quickly for that. But there is no way that Noah would have been able to open the door. God shut it. God shut the door and that's it. Look at what it says, 25. It says, When the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. He shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. You can imagine people standing here, the door's shut, and they go, oh, I was going to go in. I was about to go in. I really wanted to go in. You know, isn't that what people are like in churches? Young people, we don't stand at the door and then wait till it's shut. We don't wait till it's shut. Get in before it shuts. Don't even wait till it's nearly closing time. Get in while you can. It says strive to enter in. That means to fight for it. It means to push for it. It means if there's people crowding around the door, stopping people from getting in, like Jesus told the Pharisees they were doing, he says you are stopping people from coming in. If there's people stopping you, get. don't worry about them. Get in there. Get in through the door before it's too late. Because you don't want to be outside going, oh, I really wanted to. I always planned on going in. You're going to knock on the door and it's going to be too late. Imagine getting to that point and you're going, I thought I was all right, but I'm not. I feel sorry for religious people. I feel sorry for Muslims. I feel sorry for suicide bombers 
who believe they're doing the right thing and they're going to blow themselves to heaven and they don't. Whoa, what a, that's a rude awakening, isn't it? That's too late. Lord, Lord, I thought I was doing the right thing. Oh, I thought I was on the right road. I thought I was on the right road until I discovered that I wasn't. Verse 26, it says, Then you shall begin to say, We've eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. Hey, hearing isn't enough. Hearing isn't enough. I've been there. Judas was there with Jesus. I wonder about Judas. I think everybody really wonders about Judas, don't you? How could you sit through all of that and in the end not believe? How could you sit through, to do miracles, okay? Read chapter, Matthew chapter 10. He gives power to his disciples. No one came back and said, hey, Judas couldn't do anything. Hey, what, what power was going on there? We don't know. But you think about Judas, all of that teaching of Jesus, all those miracles, all those parables, all that time, walking on the water, feeding the thousands, watching Lazarus come out of a grave. I mean, there's Lazarus. Uh, and, and, and they say, look at what they say. They think they're okay. He says, we've eaten and we've drunk in thy presence. How many people, how many times was Jesus there feeding the people and eating with them? It's not enough to hear it. Hearing is not enough. Look what it says. And thou hast taught in our streets. We've heard you teach. And Jesus says, I don't know who you are. He goes, but we ate with you. Remember, we had dinner. Oh, have you ever had someone do that? Do you remember me? We, we had dinner one time. Oh, we're going to be, religious people are going to be like that with Jesus. We sat with you. We ate with you. You came and you taught. You came to my house and, and you sat down and, and you taught there. Remember me. And Jesus says, nah. I never knew you. Oh, thinking you're all right, and then you're not. There's another guy up in Urafo, and uh, we I don't know, and, and we can't say. And uh, this Urafo fight was going on, and uh, one day the village came up and snuck up at, in the middle of the night and shot up a house and killed four people, three women, a teen, uh, two women, a teenage girl, and another guy, a man, and um, it was pretty horrific. And so I went out there, and this guy says to me, he says, come to my village. This is out in Arafo, a different part of Arafo, down the hill and up over there and up at the top of the bush uh, was his place, and you could drive part of the way there and walk in. And uh, he says, come to my house and preach, come and preach. He wasn't a Christian. And he's come back from Port Moresby back to place because there was a fight on and he comes in and he says, come and preach to my house. So we went and we preached it here. Sarah and the boys all came one week. I think the boys might have come on another week too. And we went there for one week. Tuesday morning we went. Next Tuesday morning we went out there and preached. First Tuesday morning we go out there and I preach and he raked up all of his area and he cleaned it up and put mats out and got a chair and set the whole place up and got all his family in. And he says, you all listen to the missionary after I preached. And he gets up and goes, what he says is true. And he looks at me and says, we're all Christians here. And I'm like, yeah. I can tell, you know, where's the fruit of the spirit? You know, love, joy, peace, um, hatred, murder, violence, you know, fruit's not kind of what I mean. Anyway, he says these things and they're Seventh-day Adventists. They're religious people, strong religious people. But he says, come out and preach 
and he tells everyone to listen to what I say and the next week I go out and I preach and he's he didn't say that again but he's all excited that we came out there and then the next Tuesday I went out there to preach and another little raid came and they killed three people injured four and then they were chasing their enemy off over the hills and far away chasing them all these guys come from Irafa and they're chasing them over and as they're running, they turn around and shoot back and they killed this guy. His name was Martin, who invited me out. He was killed that morning. We were going to go out there and preach at his house a third time. And the enemy came and killed him. He invited us out to preach in his village. He said, you come. He said, listen to the missionary. Where is he? I don't know, but I just pray that when he was short... If he was had time to call on the Lord before he died, because he didn't die straight away, the guy told me what happened. I just pray that in those last times, he called. And, and it's too late. Look at what it says here. Thou hast taught in our streets. I went to his house. He invited us in. Come and preach. And he heard the word. He heard the word, I don't know how many times, but he heard it at least three times from me when I went out there, preached at the funeral and preached twice in his village. He heard it, and that's not enough. To hear it is not enough, is it? It's not enough when you hear it. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Where, what happens? We just need to give it to the Lord. Tell people the gospel. Tell people about him. Get in before it's too late. Kids, people in church, religious people, people come to church their whole lives. Spend years and years in church and they're not saved. They know they're not saved. Why do you come to church? Because you're going to be so accountable when you stand before God and God says you heard the gospel. How many times? How many times? If you just went to church twice... Sunday and Sunday night, a year, that's 104 times. If you go more and have extra meetings and do extra visiting and things like this, and for years and years, there's hundreds and hundreds of times that you've had opportunity. And God's not going to take any excuse. He's not going to say, oh, someone said this to me. Oh, I didn't believe because of this. We need to strive to enter in. We need to strive to enter in at the straight gate. Like it talks about in Matthew. It says enter in at the straight gate because there is a big gate. Isn't there? And there is a highway that leads to destruction. You need to strive to enter in. And we're not going to be able to say this to the Lord. Oh, we ate with you. We drank with you. You taught in our streets. Uh, let me in. He's going to say no. No, I don't know who you are. I don't even know where you are. Where, who are you? I said, no, it's too late now. It's too late now. Look at verse 37. It says, And he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Oh, no. Thinking you're okay, and the Lord says that. That is a tragedy. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. You're going to see all the people go in. All the people are going to go in. He's talking to the Jews, remember. 
You're going to see all the people going. Look at the next verse. It says, They shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Praise the Lord for his goodness. We are the people from the north and the south and the east and the west. We are the people. We, we are the Gentiles. Uh, we are the people that are going to go in before the Jews. The Jews are going to watch us go in and they're going to weep and they're going to wail that they never went in, that they killed the Messiah. Whoa. What a load to bear. What a load to bear. Strive to enter in. Strive to enter in the straight gate, people. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go out not knowing. Kids. You know, we grow up in churches. We need to get saved. People, like I said, come to church. I know people, there's, oh, I don't know your people here, obviously, but the people in our church, there are adults that come to church more faithfully than the Christians sometimes. Every Sunday they're there. Why? Why not get saved? Why not call on the Lord? Why not? You know, just... We need to trust in the Lord what he's done. We can't do anything. We can't earn it. People say it's too easy. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord it's easy because I don't want to have to go under a sacrificial system and under the law or be in some religion. I have to earn my salvation and, and go around and hope I've knocked on enough doors this week or helped enough people across the street or mowed enough lawns or something like this and then still not even know. At least we can know. We can know. Have a look at that. That's one of my favourite verses. Go to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. This is what Christians have that a lot of people don't. In fact, we are the only religion... I don't really like saying religion because we're Christians and we know the true Lord, but we are the only people that have a God that's done something for us. Yeah, did you know that? It's pretty good, isn't it? What he's done for us, he says, You can't do anything, I'll do it for you. He didn't wait for me when I was an enemy and when I was a sinner while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't, you know, we're, we're so petty and we go, well, I'll, I'll apologise if they apologise. Or if they turn around and, and say sorry or make look like they're making a move, I'll make a move. God sees me with my back totally towards him and going away from him and hating him and he still says, I love you. That's what our God does. Our God doesn't make us do ridiculous things like kill people and blow ourselves up or whatever. He, he loves us. And as Christians, we have this assurance that we can enter in at the straight gate. Look in verse 13. It says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know ye have eternal life. How many people don't know? Hey, Christians, if you are saved and you are doubting and you don't know, take comfort in this verse. Take comfort. But you look in any religion, you look at any cult, no one knows. Oh, maybe my good stuff will outweigh my bad stuff or maybe God will be in a good mood when I die or something like this. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that with God. That's not how God works. Do you know God or do you not know him? That's what it comes down to. You know him or you don't. You're in or you're out. We sing that Sunday school song. One door's got two sides. You know, God shut Noah into the ark. What happened to everyone outside of the ark? Perished, obliterated, judgment. Hey, inside Christ, it's the same. 
inside Christ, we are safe, we are secure, we are saved. Outside of Christ, judgment. That's a fearful thing. Doesn't it say that? It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Whoa, man, fear God. God is big. God is powerful. He's the creator. He made the universe by speaking. What are we? You know, what are we? And then we turn our backs on him and we... And we don't believe him. And then and then we don't believe God. Isn't it funny how people who have nothing to do with God, when something goes wrong, they just blame him? Well, you, you don't get to blame God. You, you haven't... It doesn't work like that. You don't get to blame God when things go wrong. So praise the Lord for what he's done for us. So we may know that we have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. There is... I like that verse. No one comes to the Father but by me. There isn't salvation in any other name given by men. What's that? Acts 4.12. Half misquoted there. Neither is there salvation in any other. You know, There is none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And strive to enter in. Go back there. Look through that Hebrews verse in your own time. Uh, not Hebrews, sorry. Luke. Go back to Luke and see where it says strive. Make sure you're in. Make sure you're saved and make sure you know because you can know. You can know that you know. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for sending your son to die for us, Lord, for giving us life. We thank you that we have the assurance. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done, Lord. We thank you that we can be here today. And for this church, Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.